welcome to another episode of the Yours Julie podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a PB&J enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a ton of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode 25 of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm Claire. You guys know me by now. Even if you don't, you know me because of my really fun and snazzy intro. But today's episode 25, and to be more specific, it's the first episode of 2019. So 2018 was a big year. It was the start of this podcast, was the start of my online nutrition business, and I couldn't be more grateful for everything that happened in 2018, but I couldn't be more excited on the flip side of that coin for everything that is going to happen in 2019. I'm very optimistic. I'm very hopeful, planning for an awesome year, and I can't wait to have you guys along for the ride with me. So today's episode, I want to kind of take the golden rule and flip it on its head because I think that we are taught it in the wrong way from a very young age. And this is kind of coming with the start of the new year. So if you're on social media or any device for longer than like two seconds around this time of year, you know what I'm talking about, that there is a an abundance, an overabundance even of nutrition, fitness, health information, and everyone has an opinion, right? Which is great. We're all entitled to opinions, but what I find is that One, when there's an overabundance of information, we tend to get a little bit overwhelmed and the action we choose to take is no action at all because there's so much information and we can't decide what fits me, right? So I don't want that to be you and I also don't want you falling victim to a lot of these messages talking about new year, new you, or you know, losing the weight, following this new diet, whatever those messages are that you may be hearing. I really don't want you falling victim to them because I believe they're really not that helpful, guys. Uh, This probably is no surprise if you've listened to my stuff before that I have some differences of opinions with a lot of the nutrition topics, the way that things are talked about these days, the way that exercise is approached. And sure, a lot of them may be factual. We know that in order to decrease weight that you should be in a caloric deficit, right? That's literally the science of weight loss. Everybody knows that to be true, that I'm not dismissing that as a fact because it is a fact, but in a lot of ways, the way that people go about addressing this topic and talking about it, it's not helpful. It's factual, but it's not helpful. There's a big difference there, guys. So what I want to bring to you today is something that is factual and also helpful because why I believe where these messages go wrong and not being helpful is that they really damage your mindset more than they further your progress by teaching you how to speak to yourself and how to set goals for the new year. All of these messages make you believe that you have a problem, right? That you need to be fixed. For example, some of the best, most pertinent ones I can think of is, for example, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds. And then there's a bunch of media telling you how to lose those 15 pounds. Or um, I 
don't eat healthy. I'm an unhealthy eater. So all these tips are going to be thrown out on, you know, how to eat more fruits and veggies again, which is great, right? But I'm coming at it from a different perspective or, you know, I need to fit into my old genes. So the topics are going to be talking about ways to decrease your caloric intake and increase your energy expenditure so that you can decrease your size to fit into those genes. And why I have a problem with this and this messaging is that it's making you feel like you are a human being that needs to be fixed, right? It's coming at you from a problem, from a problem stance rather than a proactive stance. It's teaching you to be reactive to all of these things you've identified as a problem rather than being proactive and adapting a better mindset so that you can continue to be gentle and make actual progress with yourself that's going to be sustainable based on how you feel and how you talk to yourself rather than how you look and what the number is on this scale. So the main thing I want to get across here first is that you do not need to be fixed, right? You are not fat. You have body fat, right? As does everyone else, because if we didn't, we would be dead. You are not overweight. You have weight. You are not an unhealthy eater. You just eat foods that you deem to be less healthy than other foods. Do you see the difference here? What I really want you to pull away from in the beginning of 2019, as well as the rest of your life, is stop identifying as a human being that needs to be fixed, right? Stop identifying as your perceived problem. Again, you are not fat. You may have fat on your body, which is totally normal. You are not overweight. You're a person who has weight. What you are, right? You are a whole dynamic individual that needs to be treated, talked to, and respected as one from an internal perspective and an external perspective. What you are first and foremost is a human being. You are a daughter, you are a wife, a husband, a son, a friend, a mother, whatever it is that you are as a human, that is what you are, right? You do not need to identify as your problem because even in saying that, right, I'm fat, I'm an unhealthy eater. I'm someone who doesn't fit into my clothes. By identifying as that, you're already starting from a place as someone who believes they need to be fixed rather than someone who believes that they are worthy, unconditionally worthy, and needs to approach their life from a place of loving kindness for themselves. So that's the distinction I want to draw here first. You don't need to be fixed and you don't need to listen to messages that make you believe that you are a problem to yourself, right? What you need is to believe that you are worthy first and foremost. Learn to act in ways that subconsciously prove that message to yourself that I am worthy of my own affection. I'm worthy of my own love for myself, right? And then we demonstrate that to other people, right? So we need to learn how to form this unconditional sense of self-kindness and trust because until we can do that, no amount of kale salads, no amount of quinoa, no amount of healthy grocery shopping, or even no amount of weight loss is going to make you happy or mend this issue. Because guess what? You will still be there at the end of those things. No matter how much weight you lose, no matter how much kale you eat, no matter how many peanut butter and jellies I eat, right? I will still be here. That, those things do not change the quality of myself speak unless I teach myself to change how I talk to myself. Your size will not change how you talk to yourself. The number of times you go to the gym will not change how you look at yourself in the mirror unless your mental attitude 
reflects those changes. So what I want to really get across here is you don't have a problem. You don't need fixing. You're a whole dynamic individual that needs to be strengthened by learning to form that unconditional sense of self-trust. And until you have this, until you have this is the foundation for your life. You know, I don't know you personally, so I cannot say you will not be successful because that's not necessarily fair. But what I find to be true in my life, in the life of my clients and everyone I come into contact with on a personal level, unless we figure out how to make this shift with ourself first coming from a place of worthiness, rather from a place of, I lack this thing, or I have this problem that needs fixing until we make that shift, no amount of progress in how we look in what we eat in anything else in life is going to make a difference. So that's what I'm laying down here is the groundwork. So that's why I really feel like the non-numbers approach for you guys who have listened to my podcast for a while, or if you're new here, I approach life from a gentle perspective. So with all of my clients, I have a framework where we talk about eating gently. So this is nutrition that informs our decisions and helps us to be the best version of ourselves without beating ourselves up over the self-talk of, I feel guilty, this food is bad, I fell off my meal plan, right? It's informed decisions from a place of self-trust and self-love rather than self-loathing. We also talk about moving freely. So it's approaching exercise from a way of wanting to feel good and mobile and free in your own body rather than bound to a certain amount of calorie burn or bound to looking a certain way. And then the last thing we talk about is love fiercely. So creating a practice in your life that is for you and only you. So you strengthen your sense of self. You learn how to see that place of worthiness in your own life so that when you go to give to other people, your cup isn't empty. You physically cannot pour anything from yourself. You cannot give if you don't take the time to cultivate those gifts and fill up your own glass. So those are the three things that we talk about. And the overarching theme here is a total non-numbers-based approach because it's not black and white, right? In nutrition, it's not black and white in health. Things aren't bad. Things aren't good. Things aren't, you know, guilt inducing, sinful, whatever it is. It's just food and it's just life. And the sooner that we can dissociate these numbers from our goals, right? Tracking our food, tracking our weight, the sooner we realize, Hey, the priority here is that I view that I'm a worthy person, worthy of my own love. And I get to learn that much more quickly rather than basing my progress off of this set of numbers that I have to give to my coach. So it's a totally different approach coming from this place of worthiness. So what I want to go into now is kind of what I talked about at the beginning of this episode is this idea of taking the golden rule and kind of turning it around on itself because I remember way back in elementary school, like amidst the the motivational cat posters on the wall, I remember there was this one of like a, a cat um, in a tree and like, you know, some other animal hanging off the tree and it said like, hang in there. You know, they would like hang above the, the doorways whenever you would walk in and out of like your second grade teacher's classroom. But one of these posters would always be the golden rule. I actually remember it very vividly. This hung in my kindergarten classroom. And you may be saying, Claire, you can remember all the way back to kindergarten. Yes, I can remember this because it was this big poster and it was golden. So it kind of was shiny and it always would catch your eye. And it said the golden rule is, you know, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Treat other people as you would like to be treated. And sure, 
amazing. This is kind of like those messages on social media. They may be factual. They may be true messages, but I think a lot of the times if we come at them from the wrong perspective, then they're not that valuable or helpful. And I feel like by being taught this at a very young age, we are taught subliminally that other people treating them well first is more important than learning to treat ourselves the right way or how we want to be treated. So I'm going to offer here that my new golden rule, the yours truly golden rules that I'm hoping that you will adopt for your life is you need to learn how to treat yourself the way that you want to be treated before you learn to treat anyone else the right way. It kind of aligns with the idea of with this idea of you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So how the heck are you expecting to you know, people to treat you well if you don't even demonstrate how you want to be treated. Because how you treat yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you hold yourself in any social situation, how you look at yourself in the mirror, your quality of self-speak, everything that you demonstrate or the energy that you exude, right, is how you are teaching other people to treat you. You may not be walking down the street and saying, hey, treat me this way, right? But your actions are speaking way louder than your words and even your words at times speak in a way that teach other people, hey, she's saying that about herself. So it's definitely okay for me to say that about her or for me to walk all over her or him, right? So we're really flipping flipping this and saying, I need to learn how to treat myself the way that I want to receive treatment or respect from other people before I can even conquer how I'm going to treat other people. And I think this is what I want for my life going into 2019 and what I hope that you will adopt going into 2019, especially when it comes to your health goals. So what I want to offer you here are a couple of tips. There are three exactly on how to learn how to treat yourself better so that in turn you will receive better treatment from other people. Again, we cannot control what other people are doing, so I'm not saying from here on out that if you hold yourself well, people are always going to be amazing to you because we don't have control over what other people do, but we do have control how we present ourselves and how we show up for ourselves, right? We have control over what we say to ourselves, what we eat, everything when it comes to our health and our, you know, the quality of our mental speak, we have that control. So the first tip I want to give you in stepping into this new variation of the golden rule is audit your self-speak, both your internal self-speak and your external self-speak. What I mean by this is notice that constant thought reel that you have going on with yourself in your head. So let's conquer internal first. Uh, an analogy that I always give my clients is like an Uber car, right? I always tell my clients and I reassure myself of this daily that I'm the CEO of my own life. I'm my own personal Uber driver, meaning in the metaphorical version of my life that looks like a car. You know, I, I'm not really a car person, so I can't say what car it would be, but it would be a cool car, right? I am the person in the driver's seat. There is no one else in the car but me making the decisions on how I turn my car, you know, if I use my turn signal, how fast I go, how slow I go. Of course, there are other cars around me, aka people. There are other people in my life that may have a little bit of an impact on how I have to drive, but ultimately I am the person making the decisions on how I control the vehicle. So 
a lot of the times when we have this negative internal speak, it's kind of like you pick up a rando off the street, or maybe it's even someone you know. Maybe it's your friend, your mom, anyone else in the back, and you willingly allow them to sit in the back and make calls on how you activate or drive your vehicle by allowing someone else to be a backseat driver, whether this is someone else, whether this is how you speak to yourself, by allowing this to be there, you are giving up power in your own life, especially if that backseat driver or that backseat person is another version of you that's trying to pull you down. That version of you that's saying, you know, you should feel guilty for this, or you shouldn't eat that food, or, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're so bad for doing this. Any version of yourself that's trying to come at you from a place of you need to be fixed or you are the issue rather than building you up from a place of worthiness, that is going to derail your vehicle. So if these thoughts are happening to you, especially if they're coming from yourself, you really just need to one, be aware of them, be aware of where these thoughts show up. Maybe the physical location they show up. Is it in your bathroom? Is it in front of the mirror? Is it in your kitchen? Is it in your car? Where these thoughts show up for you and what are you telling yourself to be true, right? When you start to build that mindfulness of when these things come up, then you can actually start to listen to yourself. The big difference here is you listen. You don't push it down. You say, oh, I shouldn't feel that way or oh, I shouldn't think like that. You just remove the shoulds because again, guys, those aren't helpful. And we listen to what that person is saying and we ask, is that fact is that fear speaking? What is that speaking to me? And how can I better handle this so that I can stay on my road without swerving, without wrecking, without derailing because of what this internal dialogue is telling me, right? One tactical tip that I like to give is if you've built that mindfulness of when these situations come up for you, if you know that they typically happen when you're in front of the mirror, right? And you're kind of um, hacking at your place of worthiness by falling into the trap of saying, you know, I'm not worthy because I'm X weight or I need to lose this weight, right? Getting at you from a place of you have a problem and you need fixing. Simply combat that with putting a self-affirmation on your mirror that affirms your worthiness. I'm not saying here that you have to be complacent. There's a big difference between being satisfied and loving yourself every step of the way and being complacent. You don't have to look in the mirror and all the time love what you see and say like, I'm the greatest person ever. I'm so happy with where I'm at physically and mentally. You don't have to say that to yourself if that's not true, but you do have to come at yourself with a sense of self-kindness because if you can't talk to yourself in a way that's kind, no progress that you make, again, is ever going to make that difference. So it's where can you meet yourself with this sense of kindness? Where can you put up those affirmations so that when that aggressive backseat driver starts to rear her ugly head, you can hit pause for a second, notice what's happening, and then be met with that affirmation, with those words that you wrote down to kind of get you back on track of building that sense of self-compassion. Because again, until you do that, no physical progress that you make, no way that you look in the mirror, right, is going to make a difference because you are still going to be there. 
So that's kind of what I want to talk about with auditing yourself speak. Kind of a little side note off of this. If you're noticing that this is happening to you a lot, a great way to pump the brakes, for lack of a better word, it kind of goes with my car analogy here. When you notice that you're saying those mean things to yourself and you're kind of becoming your own worst bully when you should be your own best friend, ask yourself, take that phrase, whatever it was that was mean that you said to yourself, and just ask yourself, would I have said that to my daughter? Would I have said that to my mom, to my dad, to my girlfriend, my boyfriend? Would I have said it to my dog? Because you guys know, as well as I do, that many people are kinder to their animals, to their pets, than they are to themselves. So if your answer to that question is no, if you wouldn't have said that thing to another person or another living being, then why the heck? are you saying it to yourself, right? Your duty in life is to not be your own best bully. Your duty is to be your own best friend because again, the way you treat yourself is the way that you teach other people to treat you. And if you can't show yourself friendship and kindness, then what makes you think that anyone else is going to view you as someone who commands that, right? Or deserves or respects that. So That's the main thing. Audit yourself speak. If it isn't something kind that you would say to something else, how can you pump the brakes in that moment to put that note there, to set an alarm, to remind yourself, hey, I need to be kinder because until I do, nothing else in my life is going to make progress. Number two, be your own best advocate when it comes to food, when it comes to exercise, when it comes to everything. Stand up for yourself, right? If you don't want to do something, if someone offers you food, I'm a dietitian, so this comes up in the conversation of food a lot. If someone offers you food and you genuinely don't want it, you're not hungry, it doesn't look that good to you, you can be your own best advocate and say no. It is not rude, it is not impolite to stand up for yourself. Now, there's a difference in being rude and standing up for yourself. You don't have to slam the tray of food out of their hand and say, I can't believe that you would offer me that food. You know I can't eat that, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you don't have to be rude about it. You can say very politely, thank you so much for offering, but I really would not care for any right now. If it comes to exercise, if someone is speaking really negatively about exercise, like, you know, you know what you ate yesterday. You should really go to the gym before you fall off your plan, whatever it is. Say, you know, I really appreciate you caring about me, but it's not appropriate for you to make comments about my body. And also I'm just not feeling like I'm in a place where I could go to the gym and be in a good mental space right now. Right? So you're standing up for yourself and you're being your own best advocate because guess what? If you say yes to everything, you are going to become everyone's doormat, right? You have to form boundaries and learn how to say no and stand up for yourself so other people will know that you are in the driver's seat and you make the decisions. You're not the yes man, even though that movie is amazing. You're not the yes man if the yeses are coming at the expense of your physical health, your mental health, your sleep, and everything involved. So going along with that, Whenever you back away from this challenge to stand up for yourself and politely speak your mind or politely refuse the food or the dinner date or whatever it is, when you fail to do that, what you communicate to yourself subliminally is that everyone else's feelings are more important than your own well-being. 
Again, let me say that when you are constantly the yes woman or the yes man, never saying no, always taking on more than you can handle or more than you desire, you are communicating that, hey, you're more important than me in my own life, which is not how it should be, right? I know I'm not coming out of place of narcissism here, but you are your own best friend. You're your own best advocate. You are the best person in your own life because guess what? If you step away from that, if you stop believing that, then nothing else that's important to you can continue. The quality of your family can't continue. Your relationships can't continue. Nothing will happen unless you are there as your full and best self. So you need to stop right? Stop taking on responsibilities that you can't handle, eating food that you don't want, exercising in a way that doesn't bring you joy because that doesn't make you the best version of yourself. A lot of the times in those situations where we say yes to not hurt someone's feelings, we're basing our life decisions, we're basing how we turn our car off of how they feel or how we think that they feel. And of course, it's important to be mindful that we're not hurting other people or we're not hurtful, right? But we do not need to take responsibility for other people's feelings. If you refuse grandma's cookies, right? You don't have to feel guilty about it if she shows a reaction of, oh, I can't believe you don't eat my cookies or, oh, what do you mean, right? Her response is her responsibility. Your response is your responsibility. If you truly did nothing wrong, if you're saying politely no thank you um, out of wanting to honor your best self, honor your hunger, honor your schedule, if you did nothing wrong and you're making actions that align with your intention of becoming the best version of yourself, then you don't need to feel guilty no matter what their response is. You do not need to take on the burden of their response for making a decision that is best for you in your own life. So really own up to making your own decisions, own up to being your own best advocate, because if you walk all over yourself, if you make yourself available all the time, if you always accept the food that you don't want, if you're always saying yes to obligations that you know you can't handle, people are going to walk all over you. And that's not how you want 29 to be. 2019 to be my words there. So the last thing is your diet is the totality of all of the things that you consume. So this is one of my big overarching themes at yours truly nutrition, which is one of the main reasons that eat gently or the nutrition portion of my program is really only a third of what I talk about with my clients because your diet. Um, and when I say diet, I don't mean a restrictive plan that you're following. I really just mean the things that you consume, right? What makes up your daily life is not only your food, But it's everything that you consume, everything that serves as a piece of nourishment for your life. So yes, this is food, but it's also movement. It's also who you surround yourself with. It's also what types of things you listen to, whether it's podcasts or music. It's also um, what you turn on on the radio, what you watch on TV. Everything that you take in as the little human being that you are, that makes up your life and it affects you in more ways than one. So if you are entering 2019 wanting to do what I'm talking about, about honoring your sense of worthiness first and foremost and making goals for yourself from that place rather out of a place of lacking self-loathing or needing to 
fix yourself or identify as your problems, you need to understand that everything that you take in is going to contribute to your success of doing that or to your downfall. So if you're constantly logging onto social media and you are seeing those posts and those messages that preach, you know, cutting out certain foods in order to look a certain way, or if you see pictures of these bodies that you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to, if you keep those things in your sphere, if you hang out with friends who are always talking negatively about their own bodies and their abilities, what makes you think that your mental speak is going to be any different. You are a totality of all the things that you consume. So just like I talked about auditing yourself speak, you really also have to audit what you are taking in, not just from a food perspective. That is a whole another entire different discussion, the food perspective, which, you know, listen to some of my old podcasts, get some, some, some deets, spill the tea as my little cousins taught me, like give, give some details or the God, I don't really even know what that means, but you know, spill the tea on whatever, um, my approach to nutrition is get as much value as you can there. But really the purpose of this is to audit everything else in your life and ask yourself, is this adding value to me or is it detracting value? Is it taking away from me getting to be my best version of myself? Because if it is, guess what? You're in the driver's seat. You have control. You can unfollow. You can unsubscribe. You can watch a different YouTube channel or a different TV show. You can politely say to your friends, I'm not going to tell you to ditch your friends if you love them, but you can politely say, the conversation always weaves to that place of, you know, the self-deprecating speak that's not helpful to you. You can politely say, hey, can we reroute the conversation? Because I don't think this is valuable to any of us to be focusing on this. So learn what you're consuming, audit it before you make any goals or plans for 2019. You really just have to be aware of what's around you, what's influencing you, and what is teaching you how to speak to yourself. Because again, how you treat yourself is how you teach other people to treat you. And I don't know about you guys, but when I think of who I want to be in a year from now, I want to be someone who is even, you know, more confident and who is believing of her worthiness and who has such great relationships because I treat myself well, and that means that other people will hopefully, you know, respect that and want to fill their own life with that same source of respect. So when we come together in friendship and business and relationships, whatever it is, we can both lift each other up and treat each other better because we are coming from such a place of self-care for our own sense of self individually, right? So then the golden rule comes when you know how to treat yourself well and how to take care of yourself, then treating other people in that same way becomes second nature because it has become a habit for you. You know how to treat other people well and you know what to expect from other people and those most important people in your life because you treat yourself well and you make it known to everyone else. I'll leave you with this last statement before I log off here. Um, The difference of demanding respect and commanding respect, right? 
I want you really to think of in 2019, because all of us want to be respected for our talents, for our thoughts, for our abilities, but there's a difference between demanding, saying, you know, I deserve respect because I have this credential, I'm this old, I have this much experience. When you walk in and command that without really backing that up with anything, that doesn't really hold much weight, right? Whether it comes to your personal relationships, your career, your family, that doesn't hold much, much weight. But if you can come into that situation and put all of these things in place, speaking to yourself kindly, being your own best advocate, standing up for yourself, consuming things that make you the best version of yourself, then the way that you hold yourself in those situations doesn't demand respect, but it kind of commands it because you walk in and people will vibe off of the energy that you're giving off of someone who believes in themselves, trust in themselves, take care, takes care of themselves and believes that they are worthy. When you operate from a place of holding yourself and believing that you are worthy of whatever you desire or whatever you want to achieve in life, other people will pick up up on that. So command respect rather than demand it without backing it up. So I hope this episode, this monologue was helpful to you guys. I really hope that you can go into 2019 not getting torn down by all of the messages that damage your mindset by teaching you to speak to yourself negatively and talk down to yourself and view yourself as someone to be fixed because that's not how it is. I hope that you can box out that mentality and those messages and really step into a place where you're constantly meeting yourself with a sense of self-compassion and you're operating from a place of worthiness because when you do that, everyone in your life starts to shift a little bit because when you change how you treat yourself, you teach other people how to act around you and you know that you are your own best friend. So that is all I have to say. If you vibe with what is in this episode, please give me five stars, tap that rating. The more that you can rate and review this podcast, the more that I can continue to grow this podcast in 2019. I would be forever grateful if something in this message spoke to you or stood out to you. Take a screenshot of this podcast, post it on your story, tag me so that I can know you're listening and so that more people can hopefully get this message of not only fact, but also value heading into the 2019. I'm so grateful for you listening and I hope to see you back here next Wednesday. Yours truly, Claire.